Scavenger Podcast, the Toronto Public Library podcast for readers, writers, and readers again, uh, as well as those practicing so- safe physical distancing. Uh, that's right. Today, we're going to bring you another bonus episode to give some recommendations for virtual reading activities that our readers can do while you can access that you can access from home while our branches are continuing to be closed due to the COVID-19 virus pandemic. My name is Jason, and today I will be joined by my colleague, Wendy, and we're going to talk about a couple of those different resources. We realize this is a difficult time and hope our recommendations can help those seeking a distraction. Our thoughts are with everyone in the city, especially those keeping those essential services running. Hi, Wendy. Hey, Jason. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. During the library being closed, a big part of what we normally do is have different book clubs and author talks and things like that. But obviously, we can't do those in the same form as we've been doing them. That's right, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we can't, we can't, you know, all be together in a building at the same time or anything like that. So yeah, that kind of kind of puts a cramp in your your book club. In your book club or your kind of sense of community. But we've come up with some really cool virtual ways to do some of these things. Isn't that right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I was actually just talking to uh, Sarah Bradley, who's one of the managers at TPL, and she's one of the managers responsible for what we call reader services. So that's, that's you know, book clubs and book lists and things that we put out to help people find things to read and help people find other people to talk to about things they read. Um, and she was filling me in on a bunch of the activities that we have that, that we've been putting together that people can access online. But um, I was actually hoping to interview her today or have you interview her today, but she's mm-hmm. actually busy running around right now getting ready for curbside pickup, which is going to be starting at branches in a couple of weeks uh, from when we're recording this. So she wasn't available to to talk to us. So I just got a bunch of notes from her. Right. And, and that's an exciting thing coming up. But we're we're kind of also want to say that probably for the future, for the next little bit, we're going to be doing virtual programming and continuing on in that vein, because we have to keep the space separate and we can still do the book drop off, but we won't be able to be doing physical programming still for safety reasons, right? Yeah, we won't be able to have like large crowds of people together. Like you used to go to the Appel Salon and there'd be, you know, 500 people in the room for a program. And it's, you know, that's that's not coming anytime soon. But, um, you know, one thing is that the Appel Salon, um, which is which is the place at Toronto Reference Library, where we have the the big literary programs and cultural programs beautiful Um, space yeah yeah and they've started putting their programs online instead so just last week uh they had their first one which was emily st john mandel who wrote station 11 uh and she was talking about her new book the glass hotel um which by the way i i just read and it's it's also really good um although it's not as quite quite as on the nose as station 11 if you have you read station 11 by the way i have started it but i have not finished it it's such a great book, and it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's about the aftermath of a pandemic um, around the shores of Lake Ontario. So if you're feeling like really getting into the moment, uh, <laughs> it's it's a it's a good one. If you're if you're feeling really anxious, then it might not be so great. Um, but anyway, so there so that kind of program is is still going on. It's just going on online now, and of course everything's still free. Um, 
if you go to our website, it's tpl.ca, uh, they're usually promoted pretty prominently on the homepage. So you can find out about um, what's going on this week. I'll confess my ignorance. Is it a, is it a, um, a ticketed event? Like, or is it a live stream type of thing? How are they, how are they arranging that? Um, it's a live stream thing. So it's, uh, I, I believe you can go and register, mm-hmm. um, but uh, they, they have a platform called Crowdcast that can have um, up to four people talking at one time. So you can have panel discussions and that kind of thing. Um, and they just have, uh, I think they just had an author interview. So they had a host interviewing Emily St. John Mandel, who did a reading and talked about her book. Um, and then people can type in comments and questions and there are polls and that kind of thing that go on um, so that you can sort of participate more actively as well. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Like everybody else, we are still doing things, but like everyone else, we're also doing a lot of teleconference type programming. We're doing our own recording right now over uh, over the same kind of virtual teleconferencing because we all want to be safe. Um, so this is another way for us to keep doing the kind of great programming that we're doing. Yeah. Um, and, we're adapting and to the times. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another one that I'm, I'm really excited about. This one, this is one that I've been, I've been kind of involved with for a while. Uh, it's, and I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before. Um, so I'm going to mention it again. It's the, the Toronto Public Library Reading Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, something, we, this is actually the second year that we've done it. Uh, it started off as a social media project last year. And basically what it is, is we've created 12 categories of books for people to read over the course of a year. So categories like um, a book that you would like to live in, a book that's older than you, a book based on a fairy tale, myth or legend, that kind of thing. And it's sort of like a, like a book scavenger hunt. And then if you finish the first 12 categories, we have 14 more difficult categories for the really like uh, avid readers. And, uh, and basically the idea is that you just, you just go through this, this list and find books that fit the categories. And it's a way for people to discover new books. And one of the kind of fun things about it is that we also created a Facebook group where people could go and talk about these books. I mean, it's not, I know Facebook isn't for everyone. Not everyone is on Facebook, but if you are, this is, this is a really good use of your Facebook time. Uh, someone commented a little while ago when the, when the pandemic first started that this is the only group that they're in on Facebook where people stay, where people stick to the subject. Um, and it's, it's a really lively group where people, it's a, it's a really good community. People come in, you know, they get together and they chat about what they're reading for different categories, what books they like, what books they don't like. They share recommendations with each other. And it's, it's actually a really fun place to hang out online. Uh, and another thing we've just started doing is having some of our librarians go on every couple of weeks and do live book chats where they'll take one of the topics for the reading challenge. For example, there's one coming up next week. That is um, a book that you found helpful. And ah. yeah, and they're collecting recommendations from other librarians. Uh, and then they're collection, collecting recommendations from members of the Facebook group. They'll, so we'll put up a post saying, what book did you read for this category? What do you recommend? And then we pull them all together. And then a couple of our librarians are going to go on Facebook Live and uh, talk about what they read for that category, what they recommend, what some other people recommended, and then people will be able to type in their recommendations as well. So it's sort of a, a big, on, and, and, and you know, questions and requests for recommendations too. So it's sort of um, an opportunity for people. It's sort of like an online book club and it's about a half hour program or so. And then we record it and leave it up on Facebook. So you can go and, re- and see it afterwards too, if you want to see some 
some other recommendations. And I've got to say the librarian who's been doing it so far, Christy, is great. She's really charming and fun and it's it's just a really good time. So so that's my plug for that program, the reading challenge. I've got to say I really, I really enjoy the reading challenge. Uh last year I took part in it when it was a physical sheet that I could get at the library. Um and it's a really great because of the way it's broken up into different categories, the categories make it nice and accessible so you can kind of interpret them as you see fit. Yeah. It's not about, it's about just encouraging trying to get outside your comfort zone a little bit, but it's not in such a way that you're going to be stuck or really baffled about what the next category should be or what you should read. There's always very easy to fill in each of those gaps as you go. And you kind yeah. of realize as you go, oh, wait, I kind of do a lot of this if you read a lot, like, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. a lot of us library people do. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, one thing that we got a lot when we first started was people asking, you know, is it okay if I read this book for this category? And people being kind of nervous that they were doing it wrong or, you know, that we were going to we were gonna penalize them somehow if they read the wrong book for a given category. And I mean, yeah. for us, the, the whole point is just we want people to discover new books that they wouldn't have found otherwise. Um, it's just it's really sort of just a, a f we want people to sort of have fun and read things a bit outside of their comfort zone. So as long as people are doing that, there pretty much are no wrong answers. The only one the only thing that we're really strict about is you can't use the same book for two categories. You have to do at least 12 books. You can't say well, of course. Read yeah. six books and like and say, oh, yeah, I covered all the categories that way. That's that is forbidden. Uh, but aside from that, we're we're not too hardline. We're pretty we're pretty open about it. Not surprisingly, of course, we want you to read as many books as possible. Yes, yeah, read all the books. <laughs> read read as many books as you can. Actually, one person in the first year yeah. uh, sent us a list at the end of the year, and she had read like. 20 books for every category or something it was it was amazing it just like I saw it and my, my librarian eyes popped open I just I couldn't I couldn't believe it I, so you know we love to see that kind of thing and some people are doing things like doing the reading challenge but only in science fiction or only in graphic novels or we've got one person who's only reading LGBTQ books so it, it's it's you can really you can have fun with it you can kind of do whatever you like with it so that's another one of our sort of fun online interactive communities for readers and then the other thing that's just starting to happen, and this is kind of exciting, is, um, so I, you, you probably know this, uh, TPL has a ton of book clubs. Oh, um, yes. Like a lot of branches have at least one book club. Some of them have many book clubs. But I, one, one thing with, about the pandemic is that people haven't been able to get together with their book clubs. Uh, but they're starting to put them online now. And uh, they're bringing new ones online all the time. And I just heard last night uh, that the reader services people are putting together a new graphic novel book club that's going to go online. There's a oh, wow. French book club going up online and there's an LGBTQ2S plus book club also going up online all within the next week or so. Um, so that's in addition to, I think, three other book clubs that exist right now. So again, if you go to our website, tpl.ca, you'll be able to find information on the programs page about all of these book clubs and how what you have to do to join and what it entails. And this is due to a lot of people's hard work over this past little bit, yes. trying to figure out the way to make this happen and put it into plan action. So it's really proven to be this really great program that has been a lot of the great minds at TPL have been behind this and figuring out yeah. how to make this happen. So. Yeah, and we're just, and I think a lot of people are just really excited to be able to see p library patrons again, you know, and interact yeah, yeah. with the people you used to see every day at work and people you got to know through your book clubs and stuff. I think people are just very, very excited to to 
you know, make those connections again. So, uh, so it's something that we're all very keen on. Um, and even if it's going to be quite a while before we can have programs in libraries, mm -hmm. again, this is, this is an, you know, another opportunity, another way that we can do that. Fantastic. So, yeah. Um, and now speaking of book clubs, we uh -huh. also have, we have some news, um, on that. Do you want to, do you want to address that, Jason? Absolutely. Yeah. So, we want to get in on this, basically, because <laughs> we are looking to engage with our audience a little bit more if we can. Um, but we wanted to do a book club of our own. So we yeah. decided that might not work as well as it might at previous times. So we're going to do a read along event. So the four hosts of the show, Wendy, myself, Jason, Mike and Christina are all going to read the same book. And we're going to do kind of a book club episode where we do we've all read the book and we discuss it and if you read the book or you want to read along with us and submit questions to our email, which is Shelvunder. Or comments. Yeah, or comments yeah. or anything really at all, to shelvunder at tpl.ca. We will be taking those and we will read the ones that we that are resonating with us on the show that week. So we're looking to, we're going to announce it now and we are going to kind of do that episode and it'll be out towards the end of June. And the book that we have chosen is called girl woman other and it is written by bernadine evaristo i said yep. that right i hope so evaristo mm -hmm. it was a joint winner of the man booker prize in 2019 it's a really interesting story it goes between multiple different characters and kind of covers their lives and talks about who they are most of the characters are women uh it's a british book so they're mostly british uh, a lot of them are black as well and just kind of goes across their lives across the country and through the years. And it's just kind of this really interesting story structure where it switches between characters. So it is one of those books where these characters all kind of are separate and they find as you go that they interweave. But I wanted to read just a little excerpt of it just to give you a sense of kind of how it reads. Also, there's a different, it's got kind of a different structure. It's almost got like a poetic lyrical structure to it. The way that yeah, it's, it's written, at least so far. It's sort of written, written in sort of like blank verse. Uh, there's no, um, there are no periods at the end of sentences, no capital letters at the beginnings of sentences. It's sort of this, uh, yeah, the, the, they're sort of like loosely structured paragraphs. Uh, it's got kind of a flow to it. It's going to be, it's it's interesting. I've only read the first few pages, so I'm I'm really curious to see where it goes. Me as well, yeah. So this is just from that first little section to give you a sense of kind of what the writing's like. I'll do my best to represent the, the structure, but I don't think I'll be able to do that. But this is just a short little excerpt. Home was a derelict factory in Deptford with concrete walls, a collapsing ceiling, and a community of rats that defeated all attempts at extermination. Thereafter, she moved into a series of similarly squalid squats until she found herself living in the most desirable squat in the whole of London, a Soviet-sized former office block at the back of King's Cross. She was lucky enough to be one of the first to hear about it before it filled up and stayed upstairs when bailiff set a hydraulic excavator at the main door, which triggered violent countermeasures and prison sentences for the headbangers who thought a bailiff down deserved a good kicking. They called it Battle of King's Cross. So as you're reading it and as you see it on the page and as I'm kind of trying to read it, it has that kind of a rhythm to it. So it, it isn't poetic per se, but it does have that kind of almost a beat to it. Yeah. And it's like, that's very evocative, right? It's it's very, um, I have not lived in London, but it sort of sounds like living in London the way I understand it from fiction to be, you know, it's it's uh, in a certain era. Um, it's uh, it's very vivid. 
It's very vivid. So like we have not read the whole book yet. So our, our comments at this point are more or less just check it out with us kind of go on this journey with us and we will kind of explore it as we go and, and learn more about it. And we're excited to talk about it with you soon. Yeah. Let us, let us know what you think. That kind of brings us to the end. I want to talk a little bit. I want to ask if you have any recommendation. Do you have a book recommendation? We thought we would do this a little bit differently and do it more in the style of the reading challenge or uh, a read a book club or kind of something like that. And just talk about what we have just been reading. So what have you been reading lately, Wendy? Uh, let's see. Well, I just finished. Well, I actually didn't finish the book. I, it expired and got returned and I'm going to have to borrow it again because I was mm-hmm. really enjoying it. Um, it's a book called The Great Mortality by, I believe the author is John Kelly. It's a history of the Black Death in Europe. Ah. Um, yeah, again, a little bit on the nose, but um, <laughs> I'm I'm finding it really interesting because wow the black death was really bad um it was a lot worse than this. and uh because people didn't people didn't know how disease worked back then yeah. right like people people thought it was like if if we if we pray enough it'll go away or if we if we smell bad smells it will somehow chase the disease away from us so people would go around inhaling over the open sewers in you know rome or wherever um so it, it was it's a it's a really interesting book. It gets a little bit repetitious repetitious because it goes from town to town across Europe as the disease progresses. And it's sort of like, well, uh, the disease hit, you know, Naples and a whole bunch of people died. And then the disease moved on to Rome and then a whole bunch more people died. And, you know, but at the same time, a lot of interesting details make their way in there. And uh, and so I've been really enjoying that. Um, how about you? Have you been reading anything lately? Yeah, I mean. You say your book is on the nose. My book is very far off of the nose, if I can use that terminology. The book I just finished is called Amitora, How Japan Saved American Style. So Amitora is the Japanese kind of hybrid short form word for American traditional style. And this book kind of goes through the history of Japanese kind of obsession with American style. And how that has adapted and changed and how they went from copying American style in the 50s and 40s based on just like leftovers from soldiers and like from clothing drives, essentially, in in the rebuilt and reconstruction period after World War II. And then became a thing unto itself where they became such good interpreters of this style that they copied it and almost not surpassed it, but they made their own style so unique where they had such good versions of things like denim and jeans that they became the premier place to get that stuff or interpreters of this American style of fashion so much so that they are now now the vanguard of it. So it's this totally otherworldly experience right now to read this book. that's just about fashion and people showing their fashion and collecting this kind of stuff. And I am, I really, really enjoyed it because it presented this whole other world to me that I didn't really that I'm not really living right now, right? Where I'm out in the world and enjoying fashion and stuff like that. Right. Um, so that book is called Ameritora, How Japan Saved American Style, and it's by the author W. David Marks. Excellent. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a nice sort of uh, escape, you know, from, from what's going on right now. It really is, yeah. I mean, I can, I can see it both ways. I either want to be completely immersed in what's going on and like <laughs> on the nose, or I want to be so far off of it that I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for us for today. So um, once again, if you want to join us in reading along, 
It's Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evaristo. Um, There are Mm -hmm. a lot of copies available in Overdrive right now. Um, So if you go to tpl.ca, search for Girl, Woman, Other, you should be able to find an ebook copy or an audiobook copy. And, uh, you know, send us your comments at shelvunder at tpl.ca. Right. And we'll link to that in our notes for this episode, as well as the books that we suggested. That's right. Okay. Thanks, Jason. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Wendy Banks and Jason Bazadian work for the library. Music by Highs. Shelve Under Podcast is a Toronto Public Library production. It is produced by Wendy Banks, Jason Bazadian, Ted Belke, Michael Warner, and Christina Wong. With production assistance by George Paniotu.